welcome to the Nature to Soul podcast, inspiring you to reconnect to Mother Nature and to your higher self. May you be empowered. Welcome to the Nature to Soul podcast. My name is Lindsay, and I'm happy to be here with you today. I hope you're having a good week um, or a weekend whenever you're listening to this and uh, looking after yourself well. So you may have heard uh, a little bit in my intro, um, a little bit about Nature to Soul and the goal of the podcast and um, my goal to empower you to reconnect to nature and to your soul. So I thought I'd share a little bit about my story. Everyone has a story um, and which ultimately leads them onto their path, which is what has happened to me. And I guess you can call it a bit of a awakening. Um, it was probably my first major awakening that I've um, had and realized. Now, upon reflection, I now upon reflection, I think that I've probably had some other ones as a kid. Um, as I dive deeper into that inner child work, but for now, I'm going to tell you about the major one. That set me back on my path. So to give you a little bit of a background, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania. And basically, um, my mother was kind of like how I am now, just very uh, into healthy food and things like that. You know, Halloween candy would be (laughs) sort of hidden. Um, My mom would just have control over all the bad food. Um, so growing up, you know, we, we were kind of deprived, I guess you could say of the junk food, which was a good and a bad thing. Um, and then I, I remember, you know, I'd go over to my grandparents or I'd go to, you know, school and trade in my healthy lunches for, um, you know, some of the junk food that I wouldn't normally get, um, But for the most part, I pretty much lived a very, very healthy lifestyle, Um, and I didn't like it. (laughs) And then I went off to university, and this was my first time away from home, and they had various cafes or canteens or whatever you want to call them, and they had lots of delicious junk food, uh, you know, chicken finger wraps and all sorts of things. So, and ice cream was available, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) So imagine my delight when I just, you know, I just hit it hard. Not only that, but I was drinking like a fish. Um, so I really just, um, I guess you could say I thought I was living life to the fullest then. (laughs) So I really took advantage of all of the bad food on offering. I drank hard, way too hard. I am quite alarmed at (laughs) my behavior, but I guess we all have been there, haven't we? Um, 
And then I guess my first wake up call would have been uh, towards the end of that first semester where I got on birth control pills. And I don't know if it was the birth control pills or the foam party that I went to um, on campus, but or, you know, maybe not having a proper shower and sitting in the sun after the foam party probably didn't help. Um, but I went to this foam party and I ended up with this horrific purple rash all over my legs, um, which lasted for weeks on end. It was horrible and it kept reoccurring, kept re-coming back. Um, I had my first job in which I had to sit all day um, back at, in my hometown over the summer and um, the doctor put me on steroids, which uh, were not helping the situation. And basically, I had my first sort of uh, glimpse into <laughs> just feeling very uncomfortable in my body. I've always been very thin, um, never put on weight, and I was putting on lots of weight. And I remember seeing um, this lady and she was very, very heavy, and um, she was struggling to walk from her desk to the bathroom, and I just realized right then and there, okay, I cannot let myself become that uh, and turn into that. I have to do something. So um, basically, I went on this journey. That was my first um, awakening that, okay, I need to eat healthier, so, which was challenging because my mom at the time started actually uh, embracing junk food to try to put more weight on my brother. <laughs> um, and so I had to start learning how to cook my own food um, and started eating really healthy and got into running um, and all of those things. Um, you know, I still, I've still made sure to party but I, off, I balanced that out with um, working out and um, that sort of thing. Um, and then I've had, throughout the years, various more strange medical occurrences in which I kept going to doctors again and again. And, you know, I had this one time I cut my finger and it was horrific. I won't even go into describing it, but I had an infection and no dermatologist or doctor could help me. And I saw about six of them. One even, you know, said that they were going to amputate, like the only option might be to amputate my finger. Um, and then the 10th dermatologist actually figured out what the problem was and gave me the correct antibiotic for it. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of um, <laughs> my disdain for, um, you know, how the, the approach to the modern medical system. So anyway, um, you know, that all happened. And then I ended up you know, surviving university. Uh, I went to Australia for a little bit, loved it, studied abroad, fell in love with it, graduated during the global financial crisis. So I ended up um, going back to university to do my master's in Australia. So that was great. I decided I wanted to stay in Australia. So I was striving to, um, to stay here and 
I um, went to university still, and then um, probably around, yeah, I was I was trying to work towards my PhD, which didn't end up working out, but I did work on this incredible thesis. Now, I don't know what happened. Uh, I know I had to get a series of shots to go over abroad to go to Vietnam. That's where I did my thesis. So I spent a long time there. Um, and then I came back and I also ended up having this relationship that was not healthy at all whatsoever. Um, and at that time, I went away with this person and I ended up getting bitten. Well, we, we were in a camper van and we got bogged in the sand on in Perth in Western Australia. And um, basically, we were grabbing some bush to put on the ground, on the sand, to, um, you know, try and create some traction for the tires. And then he told me, oh, you know, you shouldn't really be here because there's ticks in, the, in these uh, bushes. Um, maybe you should stay away. Uh, and at that time, you know, people were saying there's no such thing as Lyme or anything like that in Australia. But anyway, I went back in. The next day, I found two on me, um, on the right side of my body. Um, and I don't think we removed them properly because um, he just poured tea tree oil on them, which I later found out um, as ticks die and they're stuck in you they release their toxins so that was the beginning of that um then from there you know I didn't think anything of it I went to Peru and I had this incredibly ridiculous um flight it was like 30 something hours I was awake for on this flight um, I flew from Australia to New York. I dropped stuff off with my parents and then I changed over and got on a plane and flew back down to Peru. And then I had more flights and I literally slept for nearly 24 hours when I first arrived in Peru. Um, and you know, from there, um, I, and I had trained, you know, very hard for it to do the uh, trek to Machu Picchu, the Inca Trail. Um, and I did that, I completed that, and it, it was fantastic. Um, lots of learning from, from there, which uh, I hope to share one day. Anyway, um, basically, I stayed, um, I went back to... Pennsylvania and then I went back to Australia and I ended up getting sick with this awful fever and flu probably the highest fever I ever had in my life and from there I just kept getting sick I kept getting sick with fevers and flus and dizziness and migraines I never had migraines before um, and it was getting really bad and you know I went to a few doctors and nothing really came out of it um, and then my periods started becoming really bad. And then I went to, um, you know, a women's health doctor who told me that maybe I might have endometriosis. So then I had to get the, uh, the laparoscopy to see if I had it. I didn't have it, which was great, but it was also frustrating at the same time because I still had no idea what was making me ill. 
then at one point I stayed with a friend and um, over a long weekend and I was vegetarian at the time um, and you know she was just she didn't know what to feed me so she, we were just eating lots of wheat lots of dairy lots of soy <laughs> and drinking a lot too and I remember it was a public holiday and that Monday when I woke up all of my glands were swollen like golf balls um, it was painful and terrifying then I guess I went to another um, practitioner who told me that maybe I might be allergic to gluten and dairy. So um, I, from that point on, I never ate gluten and I never ate dairy again. Um, you know, that brought the lymph nodes down, but I still then started getting like terrible pains in my right side. Um, and I actually ended up in the hospital about five times, I'd say. Um, it's there where my eyes were continuously opened to, um, you know, I'd, I'd go, I'd wait in the emergency room for hours, get tested for everything under the sun, no, nothing would be found, and I would be sent home with, you know, over-the-counter pain medicine that I could have bought at any pharmacy. Um, and then at one point, um, I did stay for quite a few days. Uh, I at one point had about 10 doctors in the room scratching their head trying to figure out what was going on with me. My period was really bad at that time too. Um, and one younger doctor sat down um, next to me when everyone left and he said, hey, have you ever been bitten by ticks? And I said, yes, I have actually. And he said, I think you might have Lyme. Uh, he said, I'll talk to my senior doctor about that. And I started looking up everything and I literally matched all of the symptoms. It was insane. But of course, the senior doctor told me, no, no, there's no such thing as that in Australia. So um, basically, <laughs> I was left in limbo land again. Um, so that all happened. And... Um, then they found one borderline autoimmune result uh, and referred me to a rheumatologist. So I went to the rheumatologist. Uh, at that point, I could barely um, get out of bed in the morning. It took me, I went to New Zealand and the whole time I went to New Zealand, I was so stiff and sore. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I had to hike up this, uh, the Tongaria Pass Um and I don't even know how I did it, um, but it was in so much pain. And then it was right before Christmas time where I couldn't even get out of bed by myself in the morning. It was just horrendous. Um, and so I went to this rheumatologist and then she said, um, told me to stay on. She gave me naproxen to get me through the Christmas period. Um, and then said to come back and see her after Christmas, and then she would go into more details to what I could do then. So that's what I did. Um, and when I went back to see her, she said, oh, it looks like it's helping a little bit. Why don't you just stay on it? Now, it was a 1,000 milligrams of painkillers, and I was 27 at the time, and I wasn't stupid. I was like, well, that can't be good for my liver. And I already like was having issues with my liver. So 
I was really frustrated at that stage. Um, and I was like, isn't anyone going to help me? So I ended up going into the health food shop and they had a naturopath there. And uh, she asked me what I was looking for. And I said something natural for pain relief and to relieve inflammation. So she showed me some herbs that she can make up for me. But she also said, you know, asked me more. Uh, I told her all about my symptoms. She said, it sounds like you have Lyme. And I said, well, that's what I think I have too, but I'm not getting any help in the modern um, system. So anyway, I ended up developing a really good relationship with her. Um, and, you know, she started treating my body holistically. She warned me that it would take a long time um, because it does take a longer time on, on the natural path, but it's so much more rewarding. Um, and that's where I really, um, you know, started really diving into proper nutrition, to herbs, to supplements, to yoga, to... Um, and to understanding the importance of holistic healing, from healing my gut to inflammation to my mindset to my spirituality to everything. Everything was broken and I needed to heal that. Um, and I'm not going to say that the journey was easy. It was very hard. I had to give up alcohol. Um, and so suddenly my friends, you know, only... They wanted me to be the designated driver or else they just wouldn't even invite me anywhere um, because somehow they felt uncomfortable if I was just there drinking water, even though I didn't need to drink to have fun. Um, and, you know, I lost a lot of friends over it. I, I lost um, people I was dating over it. Um, I did have a beautiful partner who was very supportive, who helped me through a lot of the worst of it and um, tried to get me active again. Because before this, I was very active. Um, and then I went from being very active to not even being able to do yoga. Uh, I remember being in a yoga class struggling and an older man told me maybe I should try Tai Chi instead. Um, I couldn't run anymore. And so my ex-partner would take me to the pool and swimming helped me a lot. So um, I'd go to the pool and things like that. But even that fell apart because I just, I couldn't keep up. He loved to party and I couldn't, I didn't do it. So I guess um, that was the start of that path. And I, I'm starting to piece together things now that the naturopath told me at that time where she said, you know, um, there's there's a bit of a war going on between natural health and Western medicine, and it's a bit of a spiritual thing, and it's just going to get worse, and I'm currently seeing that now, so she was right. Um, but yeah, it just really also put me onto this journey to find myself, and there's so many amazingly beautiful synchronicities that matched up, and you know, before this happened, I was pretty broken. Like I was, you know, drinking all the time. I was following the crowd. I didn't really know myself. Um, I delved into a bit of yoga, which I absolutely loved. And even then I had friends who told me, oh, this yoga talk, it's a bit weird. Um, you know, and they kind of alienated me for it. <laughs> I would go to Kirtan 
singing meditation every Sunday and I'd often go by myself and I often I ha- I got really used to hanging out by myself because I just didn't resonate um to anyone and I couldn't really find the like-minded people um and my friends most of them abandoned me because I could no longer party <laughs> essentially the important things in life yeah, so basically, um, I got back on track with a, a bit with the naturopath um, and the herbs that I had to take every day and making sure that I rested and, and all of that, but that still wasn't quite enough. Um, and one day I ran into a friend um, and he asked me why I wasn't running and he used to always see me running and I told him the story and his girlfriend told me that I should give Um, a guy she knew a call and she said I'll let him explain to you what he does but I really think he can help you so uh, it was near called Neuralink Global NIS Um, it's like muscle testing advanced um, kinesiology anyway I gave him a call he spent 45 minutes on the phone with me describing what he does and um, basically essentially it's like if something traumatic enough happens it's like a fuse gets blown and the the messages aren't getting into your brain your brain can fix anything but if the message isn't getting there and it's blocked well then all sorts of problems happen so what he would do with through muscle testing is manipulate those neural pathways to turn that the brain back on into going to heal um, and fix the situation So I thought, what do I have to lose? So I went to see him. He spent three hours on me the first time. I had to go back several days in a row. And immediately I started feeling so much better. Um, It was was absolutely incredible. My right shoulder was all the way like poking up and that went down and my back pain started to subside. And I honestly still got that therapy done today. Yeah, and eventually I was able to cut it down to uh, once a fortnight. So that was huge for me. And that really um, started to fascinate me, um, just how amazing the body is. And um, just how, yeah, it really started to put me on to how we can, you know, our bodies just have that power to heal themselves. And, you know, we don't realize that. And also, you know, the power of food, the power of nature. Um, And yeah, so I I started spending a lot more time by myself, reflecting, slowly got back into my yoga practice, which really helped immensely. Um, I needed that for my joints and to build up my strength again. And yeah, and it just became this this deep spiritual journey um, that I just got thrown into, and yeah, it was it was beautiful, and I changed a lot. I became a different person um, than I was, and I resonated with um, different things um, than society did but that also brought me back to when I was younger as a kid because I never really liked authority I never really fit in I never really fit in um with the societal norms I guess you could say so um 
Yeah, it just was all sort of connecting. And aside from not having very many friends, because it's hard to make new friends if (laughs) you lose them all. Um, And if you can't go, you know, I mean, I could still go to parties, but nobody really wanted me there because I didn't drink, which was just a sad factor of life. And yeah, so that was my big wake up journey. Um, Health became the most important thing to me above all. Um, And I've basically been working on it for a decade now. I'd say I'm back to about 90%. It's funny because Lyme or tick-borne illness or whatever it was, you know, I, I... had another Neuralink practitioner down here in Sydney when I moved to Sydney who told me he doesn't like to put labels on on things because that gives them power and we don't know what they are. We're just fixing the problem, really, essentially. Um, it really opened me up to how important your health is and how precious it is. Um, and without your health, you can't do anything. I mean, I remember... I was trying to find a job at the time when I was really sick and I had to go on interviews and I had one that was an hour away and I had to keep stopping to take a break every 15 minutes to have a nap in my car on my way there. You know, it was very difficult to function when you don't have your health. So, you know, that's been my ultimate priority and um yeah, maybe I've got a little too obsessive with it uh, and controlling with it, which could be another issue. But, um, you know, I just became so passionate about it. Thank God for podcasts, because aside from my full time jobs um, after them, I would just I'd I still do spend so much time listening about um, health and natural health and spirituality on podcasts uh, as well. I have to say, uh, I became, I've always been very sensitive, very sensitive, very emotional person, very empathetic, empathetic, um, big empath, big empath. And as I, um, you know, started going into the city in Sydney and on the train, I realized what a hard time I was having because, you know, on the train with all the strangers sitting on top of one another, uh, and the stress of that. And that was, um, that was kind of keeping me from healing. Um, but at the same time, I needed to go into the city for that job to survive, which is something that, thank goodness, has changed now. But, um, you know, we get stuck in these situations that, that you know, limit us. Um, and it's about, you know, empowering ourselves. With how are we going to overcome that? You know, whether it's through meditation, breath work, etc., how are we going to combat the stress of life? Because if we let it get to us, it's just going to hinder everything. And I did. I let it get to me far too much for a long period of time. Also, I became kind of like a canary in the coal mine, um, you know, and started reacting to chemicals um, and fragrances and colognes. And I ended up getting really terrific, horrific not terrific, (laughs) horrific allergies to, um, you know, fragrances and colognes and perfumes and pollution and smoke and all of that. Um, 
But at the same time, you know, I'm grateful for it because it highlights to me that these things are bad for you and they're toxic. And therefore, I, I do my best to stay away from them. Whereas, you know, so many people just cover themselves in it. Um, and it's not good at all. So, um, you know, that's something else, another challenge that I had to deal with. Um, and yeah, as I woke up more, I became more aware and more sensitive. Um, but also I wouldn't change anything in the world. Um, as much as that chapter of my life was a nightmare and, <laughs> um, you know, very painful and very upsetting at times. Um, it's often that our, our challenging times that are the most enlightening for us. They wake us up. They put us on our path. I mean, it, you know, now I realize how passionate I am about natural health and I've always been passionate about nature. So, you know, bringing the two together and spirituality as well. And yeah, there's just a magic like life is our existence here is magical, um, especially when you connect it, the energy and nature together and you connect with your soul and you just realize how much power we have that we've given away. And it's time to take that back. And Mother Earth just provides for us. She supports us in so many ways. She gives us everything we need food, water. It, we do live in a, we live on an abundant planet, even though, you know, we're doing terrible things to it. She, she will give us, she does give us abundance. I feel like society is so lost at the moment. Everyone's so disconnected and busy and focused on keeping up with the Joneses and you know, trying to wear the latest trends and the fashion and social media just really amplified that. Social media is great. It's fantastic. It's helped me stay connected with people while I live on the other side of the world or connected with people who I've met on my travels. Um, but at the same time, it's also created a lot of problems, a lot of disconnection, a lot of misperceptions. It's just been... I feel like everything's just really accelerated now. And I, I think that if we're not careful, we're moving further and further and further away from nature and we're outsourcing ourselves and from away from nature to more technology and modern life. But we weren't designed for that. We can adapt, but we still need fresh air. We still need the water. We need to know fundamentally who we are. We do. We can't just follow the crowd and think that that's okay. We need to have some sort of underlying knowledge of who we are and what our purpose is on this planet because we are a miracle that we're here. Um, and we're here for a reason. And, you know, we get this one life and we are mostly energy, but we do have this body to take care of. You know, we're not going to take care of it by... Um, feeding it with McDonald's and genetically modified food and pesticides and Roundup and chemicals and, and all those things, um, you know, and breathing in scented um, laundry detergent and laundry sheets and breathing in pollution in the, the air. 
it's not good for any of us. And, you know, we will adapt, but we do have to support our bodies and systems and look after ourselves in the best way we can. And as much as we would just like a magic pill for everything to make us better, that doesn't exist. Um, you know, and that magic pill might just give us one other thing that we need another magic pill for. So it's time to take responsibility for our health and really look after the body we're in because, as I said, your health is wealth and without it, you don't have much. Uh, you can't really do anything. And looking after ourselves means looking after others. It means looking after the planet as well. If we're more connected with nature, then we care a lot more about what happens uh, around us and protect nature more. And yeah, I share my story, which I'm probably forgot bits of it, which I'll sh I'm sure I'll share at some other time. It's hard to share that actually, because it was such a nightmare experience that I don't often like to revisit um, or talk about. But that's another thing. We can't keep bypassing things either. We can't keep shoving traumas and things like that under the rug and just thinking that it will magically go away. We need to deal with these things as they happen. We need to acknowledge them and then we need to and see them for what they are, feel them, and then let them go. Otherwise, that manifests into some sort of other issue, whether it be physical or mental. So I think there's just real huge importance in finding ourselves and in getting to know who we are and in connecting with Mother Nature. And when you live a more connected life, it's, you know, and you're aware of everything and, you know, you realize just how precious this life is and what a privilege it is to be on this planet and the magic that Mother Earth gives us. So we're always supported by her. Um, and, you know, once you get on the right path, you do find various synchronicities and things like that, that help you on that path as well. Um, for those of you who haven't read The Alchemist, I highly recommend reading The Alchemist. Um, it's sort of about that, you know, like, um, well, I won't spoil it for you, but that's your recommended reading. Anyway, that was when I first woke up to the importance of health and the importance of reconnecting with self and from there it's led me on a beautiful journey to discover my purpose and to um, feel more empowered you know also think about what health means to me in terms of being a sovereign person and freedom and things like that um, all these things are such important topics right now um, and things to consider but if anything, um, just empowering yourself with um, with knowledge that brings you closer to home and can really just put you onto a path of healthier living. That is, um, that's my goal. So yeah, between nature and energy and yoga and crystals and breathing, you know, it's just. Um, yeah, and meditation is a huge one as well. 
uh, just ha they all have so many advantages for us and once you get started you just want more of it because it is it's the natural way of being and that connection with nature feels good because again we are nature anyway I thought I'd share with you a bit more about my story my background with health and as I said yoga has played a huge role in um you know, my life since then in recovery and um, looking after my body and also connecting myself deeper, deeper to self. Um, meditation and breath work have helped me immensely. Meditation, breath work and kundalini yoga were like my rocks during the pandemic. Um, you know, it, they really, really oh, created more awareness, um, you know, they were like another great awakening for me. Um, and they just helped me to feel so much better um, to the point where I need them every day. Reiki and energy healing and connecting with your crystals is also super powerful. Um, it just harmonizes and harnesses that energy all around you and from the crystals themselves to help you when you need it. And all these things are very proven as well. They're not just woo-woo. Yeah, and, and just the power of food and herbs. And, you know, as you start to listen within a bit more, you start to then, you know, start to get little intuition guidance as to what you need, what, what you should eat, what you should drink. Um, do you need more sleep? Oh, maybe I need some thyme tea today. Um, you know, uh, things like that as well. So yeah, it's just really fascinating when you live a much more connected life. And of course, there's way more ways that I can reconnect, but I also have to participate in this modern world, um, which is a challenge for me a lot because I'd rather just live off grid in nature and <laughs> never have to venture into the modern world again. But um, I do. So, you know, it's finding that balance of how to, to coexist in that as well, um, which I'm still learning and I'm excited to share insights about as well. So that is it, I think, for my podcast tonight. If you are interested in yoga or breath work or shamanic meditation or you know, a Reiki or crystal healing session, just please reach out. Um, and I'm happy to fit something in. I can also do distance as well. And I really look forward to being on this journey with you. Um, I thought about writing a blog for the longest time, but I just, after writing all day for work, I just don't have the time or energy to do blogs. And I think that recording is a lot easier and I have so much that I want to put out there and share with you um, of things that I've learned throughout my um, journey that's been going on for well over a decade now, my health journey. Um, but I think my process of awakening and just being aware and awake in this world and deeply connected uh, has begun since I was a younger little girl. So... Anyway, I wanted to share the magic and miracles with you. 
Also, I should mention just for, you know, legalities that uh, I'm not claiming that anything in this podcast is a cure um, or, you know, I'm not trying to give you advice that replaces that of a doctor, but I am just empowering you to that anytime you don't feel well, there are some things that you can do that are natural and they're free and and there's prevention as well, you know, by just by eating right and living healthy and, and having a good mindset and connecting with yourself, with spirit, with Mother Earth. All of these enrich your life in so many ways. So, yeah, I guess that's it for now. And I look forward to sharing with you on my next podcast. Namaste and I'll see you soon. Bye.